What's going on, everybody? Today is November 5th of 2020, and this is what got our attention. I am Mike, and I am awesome, I guess I could say. <laughs> uh, there's, uh, there's, some, there's some news out there. I know there's some big news in the world right now. We're going to cover some of it. Uh, I'm also here with Brian. He is Mike. Hear him roar. <laughs> I should have thought of that. Right? Yeah, I mean, I don't got a cool intro. I'm just Bruno. But I'm Canadian, so that's like a plus, right? Yeah, there you go. So there is... I, I don't even really have a lot to talk about before the news. I'm just going to jump right into the news. Uh, Brian has a lot of information I'll jump we want to talk news. about. I mean, I, I've got the news that has been on the tip of everybody's tongue. The, the the thing that everyone's been talking about, the thing that we've been waiting for, that we're in the middle of it. Uh, we have one of the most divisive, divisive contests in years. The whole world is watching and waiting. One side's talking about the numbers. The other side is saying, wait and see. Both sides are making promises on how they will change the world. People are hitting F5 on websites hoping to see something come up, some good information. People are arguing about which side's better and who will win. So let's dig into it. Where the fuck are these new consoles? I know. I, like, we're one week away from the PlayStation 5. We're less than a week away from the Xbox Series consoles. And up until, like, today... I had heard nothing about where they are. I mean, sure. Yeah. Scalpers hit the first pre-orders and eBay's got stuff for like 800 some odd dollars, this and $1,200 that, you know, buy it now, even though I don't have the pre-order yet, but I'll send yeah. it to you when I get it. Yeah, we're good. Free, sh free shipping for this, you know, like 200% markup. Uh, yeah. So it's just been, well, that's nice. it's yeah. Right. Uh, it has been crazy. And then, because I put this in as like our top news spot last night, because <laughs> I was like, where the hell are the consoles? People have been waiting. We've been saying, I had talked about how, oh yeah, I'd wait in line almost every year and I've always, almost always gotten a console. I, I'm confident there will be consoles there. And, and Sony said, oh yeah, we're going to make more consoles than even when we made the PS4. So there'll be plenty of consoles out there. You know, they were talking about those numbers. And I was like, where are they? And then this morning, this afternoon, news started to hit, starting with PlayStation 5. And I'm actually uh, reading this off of Polygon. Uh, the PlayStation 5 per Sony is not going to be sold in retail stores at launch. They're asking the retailers themselves not to sell it physically in stores. Uh, a quote from Sony via Polygon In the interest of keeping our gamers, retailers, and staff safe amidst the COVID-19. Today, we are confirming that all day of the launch sales will, uh, all day of launch sales will be conducted through online stores of our retail partners. Uh, it's Sony Interactive Entertainment's Sid Schumann uh, said today in a PlayStation blog post. Uh, they'll, they confirmed that no units will be available in store for the purchase on launch day. Be safe, stay home, and place your order online. I think it's a good so, idea. 
I mean, uh, they try sir? to keep people out of, of actually being in the store. Because, I mean, obviously we're, we're coming into what some people say a dark winter or whatever it may be. Uh, the point is, the virus is still out there. It's still a real thing. People are still getting sick. And if we have people waiting in line, especially outside when people just get normal colds, um, why why put people through that that point of having to potentially get sick when they could just order online? I mean, most people want to order online anyway. <clears throat> yeah, except for you got the scalpers or you know, jumping on it online. So it makes it super difficult to order a lot. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I mean, people may have listened to us last week and I said, check out Wario 64 on Twitter. And I've been watching, like I have, I have his, hers, whoever that is. They don't know who it is. Their tweets are like alerts on my phone and I check. And sure enough, they even said, uh, yesterday, I believe that it was flickering in and out of stock on Microsoft store. Oh, well. uh, n- no one confirmed that they actually were able to get a hold of it. And that's for the Xbox. So it's in theory going to start showing up in stock in stock online on some of these. So it's going to be really interesting. So not to be outdone, Best Buy stepped up and said, absolutely correct. And in fact, us at Best Buy here are telling you, you're not going to get a f- you're not going to be able to come into our stores and buy a console all of 2020. So they flat out said not only the PlayStation five, but the Xbox as well. And for the rest of the year, they said, do not line up outside the stores. You can only order online. Now, again, that doesn't mean that you're not going to the store to pick it up. You can order online. You can have it delivered to the store. And uh, at launch day, Best Buy has actually been sending out signups for schedules when you can come pick up your console. For the ones that already got their pre-orders from earlier, they're going to be able to sign up and say, okay, well, I'm going to pick up my console between 3 and 3.30 on launch day. And That's they cool. are blocking it out and trying to make sure that, again, they don't have this line of people during COVID lining up even to get the pre-orders. You know, and that's something really they should do every year. I would if I could have the chance to sign up and actually say, especially when you pre-order something, right? It's not like you're standing in line to see if you can buy one. You've already bought it. You're waiting for the product. So if I could literally say not stand in line and wait for everyone else to get through and I could just pick a time, then I'd rather do that. I mean, if I can't ship it to my house, I'd rather just pick a time and show up and walk in, walk out. I mean, well, and not even have to walk in. I mean, I have at least twice now ordered something from Best Buy that was in the store. It wasn't even like online and shipped to the store. It was like in the store. And I was like, huh, I'll check out. I mean, I'm buying something. I'll do a customer, you know, just a consumer service and I'll order curbside pickup just to see what it'll do. I didn't need to. I've been in Best Buy store since then, so I'm not worried about it. But I was like, yeah, I'll try it out. And it was great. Like I showed up, they had parking spots that were only for curbside pickup. And yes, absolutely. There were motherfuckers that came along and parked in those parking spots and walked in the goddamn store. Of course, I was like, what you they do. assholes. I have uh, a buddy ooh, in, uh, in the UK who was talking about the pre-orders and purchasing of PlayStations and how it's handled there because they're going into a four-week lockdown. And essentially, if you went in and you put your like your kind of down payment for your 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 PlayStation and pay the whole thing off. 
it's scrapped as of right now. You can't go and pick anything up physically. So the only pre-orders that will be honored as of right now are ones that will be delivered directly to you. And any purchases Oof. going forward will only be online that will be delivered to your house. Because oh. how are they supposed to have you come and pick anything up if you're under mandatory lockdown? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. That makes In sense. America, too. not as much of a problem because... <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> uh, 2020. I can tell you the, the Best Buy curbless pickup was great. I mean, I went, I parked, I went on to you know, the app and I said, I'm here now. And they said, what parking spot are you in? And I was like, seven. And they said, okay, we'll be right out. And, and it was, it was, I was there like two, three minutes and they come trotting out and they're like, they like point to the back door or point to the, the trunk. And I like rolled down the back window and they like reached in and put it into the back of the car. And, and I was like, I mean, I'll, I'll say, I mean, yeah, 2020, there's a lot of things that a, a lot of negative things that are 2020, but the fact that the curbside now is a thing and like delivery is a thing like that is something we definitely need to keep like going to a, a liquor store and pulling up and ordering it online. And then the guy comes out with your box or bag, maybe if you didn't buy that much, uh, full of the stuff that you purchase and just placing it in your back seat. Like that is amazing. We need to keep that kind of stuff up. Like, I think that's a great idea. It is an introvert's dream. Yes. I don't have to interact with no one. Yep. Order online and pick it up. Or, or if it's just that you're embarrassed at like what sex toy you're buying or something, you know, it's like, uh, and you just pull it, put it in the back, drive off. I don't know. I, I, there's, there's a whole bunch of applications here that are, are really cool. Uh, so yeah, I mean, there's not going to be any in store, so you have to watch the websites. Now, speaking of watching the websites, Uh, When all this dropped, Walmart said, kind of like how they dropped the PS5s early. Walmart says, all right, we have times for you. No one else is going to talk to you about when to look at their websites. We're going to tell you times. So Walmart actually set up four different times for the for a week from now, a launch for the PS5 uh, is going to be 12 p.m., 3 p.m., 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. Eastern. So 12, 3, 6, and 9, three-hour increments on November 12th, p.m. Eastern time that you can try to get one of the limited number of stock that they're going to release at each each one of those times uh, for Walmart. Uh, Xbox, similar thing, but apparently not as much stock because they will have one Tuesday and they're going to have a singular time That's going to be 12 p.m. Eastern on November 10th for the Xbox, both series. So. I say I wouldn't be surprised if we see Best Buy and Micro Center and then in GameSpot or GameStop, uh, all those retailers. I wouldn't be surprised if we see how they might set up times for the go to their website and order some stuff. Uh, It's and who knows? I mean, with set times like that it just might hit, get hit by the scalpers again yeah uh i don't know i mean right now with the way xbox is i can live without an xbox until like to 2021 anyway so we'll see makes sense uh you know that's something <laughs> you know with this this war we're gonna see right we're gonna see what's gonna come out on top and you know ultimately 
eventually we'll all get one of these consoles if we really want one. Uh, it may not be day one or week one of, of the game. It may not even get the games that you thought were going to launch, you know, with the title eventually. Um, but it'll come. We'll, we'll get there. I think, if we're being honest with ourselves, ultimately, this year, if you are a gamer on PC, on console, period, we are all losers. <laughs> <laughs> The console war has not done good for any of us in terms of actually receiving the consoles we want. I, I myself and so many other people who were like, we're going to play like Destiny release date, like on the new console, like we're going to play the new expansion, Demon Souls. So many of us have just given up. We're like, it's not going to happen. We know it's not going to happen. We're all <laughs> or, losers in 2020. Or we got PCs and we're like, we're going to have the newest <clears throat> like great graphics card that has yep. ray tracing and speed and and play you know the best looking games on the planet and nope you don't get it till 2121 either amd uh-huh. sold out today all of their chips their new chips five minutes so like it's a trend get ready if yeah. you're if you're into gaming which if you're listening to us you probably are it's going to be a tough year for us to actually get our hands on a lot of the things we want but it just means that Next year will be a better year for us in terms of hardware, hopefully, because it'll be around. Um, so yeah. just got to be patient. Yeah. And it's yeah, weird. It just... it's mostly all these two party wars, too. You know, you got yeah. you know, AMD and Intel or Radeon and NVIDIA, you know, and Xbox and PlayStation 5. I mean, granted, Nintendo is, you know, they're the little independent CD Projekt Red and CD Projekt Red's fans. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man. Oh Sick yeah. Burn. Oh, that's fun. We'll oh, talk about gosh. some of that later. Oh no. <laughs> so, so moving on, the other thing that we want to talk about today is uh is a is a thing that's been around for a minute now. This is obviously not tied to just Twitch. Uh this is something that's hit YouTube, it hits a lot of different websites, uh any, anything that you can upload media to. Uh, or content to this is kind of what it affects, but um, we're talking about D- uh, DMCA. If you're not familiar, uh, DMCA is the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, uh, and essentially, it's it gives the copyright owner the ability to call out unlicensed use of these products, um, and it can be requested to take down. So, uh, a lot of this started kind of on YouTube, where people would post videos of, you know, maybe just, you know, having a song in their background and their in their thing. They're not paying royalties for these songs, so you know, the, the record labels, the content owners could say, Hey, they need to take that down because we're not getting paid for that. Right. That's, that's the whole idea behind it with, uh, with Twitch, it's a little different, uh, kind of, uh, but basically with Twitch streamers, uh, they're not necessarily, you know, just playing music to, to play the music and saying it's theirs. Uh, what they're doing is they're playing the music in the background as, as to, to keep the stream going, to kind of keep uh, a little bit of noise somewhere when there's a lot of the quiet games, just to have some kind of like ambiance in the background. And uh, and they've already fought some of this before in the past because streamers have you know had been noticed by them. And the way that Twitch's uh, DMCA guideline is, it states that uh, you know, it's our policy to re- re- um, respond to clear notices of claimed copyright infringements that fully comply with the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. In addition, we'll promptly terminate without the notice of uh, notice the accounts of those determined by the use of repeat infringers. And that is the key part of this that has kind of come up in light recently is because of the fact that recently there was a, a copyright claim that submitted to Twitch and Twitch got a, a letter basically stating that you have a lot of people on there that have a lot of unlicensed content and they need to be removed. 
And so I'm guessing what Twitch did was probably some sort of algorithm to determine who had what and uh, and if they had multiple offenses or if they repeat offenders or whatever it may have been and uh, basically banned multiple streamers uh, without notice. And the the ones that did get they actually so Devin Nash is a, one of a popular um, influencer kind of on YouTube and talks about a lot about Twitch and different things that it does. But he actually shared the letter uh, in this article for IGM. But he, he shared it on um, on his Twitter and it basically said the letter was, you know, stating to them like, hey, you know, here's a DMCA takedown. Basically, you need to remove all of your content that has anything that's, you know, related to some other con- copyright. And you have until this day to do it or your account's going to be banned. And that goes for any of your recorded contents, any of your video on demand, your VODs, your any kind of clips you have, anything that's out there that doesn't has music in it that doesn't belong to you needs to be removed. And a lot of people, a lot of content creators got this notice. And but a lot of them also just got banned. And of course, with Twitch fashion being that they don't like to communicate very well, uh, they don't really tell you what happened. So a lot of people were like, I'm banned. I don't know what happened. Like, uh. And then they and then the kind of word came out with the DMCA, which they were starting to say, yeah, there's DMCA. We had to do stuff. And, that, and that's kind of what happened. Uh, so that's been kind of in the news for the last week. The yeah, interesting. That's kind of weird, too, because how the DMCA is supposed to work is that, you know, the concept is like, oh, there's this big, you know, great thing called the Internet. And, and how do we manage copyright when anyone can put anything up on the on the Internet, especially through a vendor, uh, a a uh, an area where, you know, they provide a service, a service provider. Right. And that's why DMCA was created is because it was meant to give the service providers a safe haven where that the, the service providers aren't held accountable for the copyright infringement that the people purchasing the services from them, you know, did. And so the whole concept is that there's supposed to be a DMCA claim because that's what it is given to the service provider. And the service provider is supposed to take action of notifying the people that, you know, are doing the infringement and can do a temporary that that's initially what they're supposed to do kind of is, is a temporary, you know, removal of, the offending content to which point the person who receives the claim is supposed to be given the opportunity to refute that claim because copyright, uh, copyright material can be used. Uh, it's called, you know, the, um, (laughs) you can, the free use of copyright material is if it's transformative in nature. So if you, uh, are doing critique of it. If you're using it for educational purposes, uh, <clears throat> if you, if your reacts are kind of like borderline. So the, the free use there is, is kind of, uh, you know, not quite it, but that's why most of the reacts are focusing on the person and only occasionally show like a still of like something that they're watching or listening to. Um, and Twitch skipped all by that and just, remove the content and ban these people, which is like not against the law, but it's certainly not how the system is supposed to work. And it seems like that they, like you said, just use an algorithm uh, very similar to, you know, you you use the app on your phone or you press it you make it listen to the music and it tells you what the song is because it does a digital fingerprint based off of, you know, uh, the music and and how the, the melody is going. 
it sounds like that, that, yeah, they got a number of claims and then ran this algorithm and knocked everybody off that the algorithm matched, which yeah. is some of the things that you have more information on. Well, and so, and the funny part about this is I knew this happened earlier this week and I knew that it affected a lot of people. Uh, the part that I thought was interesting is uh, I, I'm a huge Rocket League player. I love Rocket League. I've been playing since 2015. It's, it's just a game that I'm very interested in. I'm not necessarily very great at it. Um, but as you guys know, you know, we've had uh, Nito on the show before, who's also a content creator who plays Rocket League and things like that. And, uh, you know, I follow her Twitter and stuff. And, and I and had a couple of her friends that she's part of on the different gaming that she's on. And uh, I started seeing this hashtag uh, of free squishy. And I had to look into it because I, I know Squishy. Squishy is Squishy Muffins, who plays Rocket League. He's a, one of the popular top uh, Rocket League players, along with, you know, um, like a streamer as well. And uh, apparently he got banned and they were like he posted on Twitter and was just like banned from Twitch. Is there anything I can do to fix this? And one of his uh, friends, which is uh, goes by RNG Justin or JSTN, uh, he actually tweeted out uh, he started the hashtag of free squishy to try to get uh, attention on this this quick ban that just happened. And and that's how I ended up seeing it, because I saw a bunch of people on my friends list on Twitter, like basically posting like, you know, this is crazy that I can't believe people can just. And this is their livelihood. I mean, these are the things that, you know, these streamers are doing all day long. This is how they make some of their money. Like, this is how they work, you know, and uh, and don't get me wrong. If you don't own the copyright, it's technically illegal. You, you shouldn't be doing it. Uh, so I can't say that I can't believe they didn't. I can't believe they banned these people. It's crazy. It's you're kind of breaking the rules, right? You're breaking the terms of service that you've agreed to. But some of them. I mean, some, some of them, them it, some of them it's free use. Right. Uh, so they, they're allowed to do, you know, even parody parody of something, uh, you know, critiquing they're allowed to do that. And because they're using these algorithms and they're just outright banning them and not letting them respond. That, yeah. That so, right there is against the DMCA. And that's kind of what this started. So once this hashtag went around after a few hours, he was unbanned uh, after it got some traction because it was everywhere. Everyone that I saw played Rocket League, there was a hashtag free squishy, free squish. I think we even used this today for, for our social media uh, just to kind of get that out there. But um, obviously, any of these people who have been banned, Twitch has not said exactly why they've been banned. It just happens to be after this DC, DMCA kind of crackdown that they had. And uh, so he got back and once he got back, he, you know, he posted like, you know, I'm having to go through and this is not just him. I've saw a lot of people who've said the same thing is they're having to go through hundreds of videos of clips of things that they have because these people play and stream like 24 seven. So they're having to go through each one of those and delete those from Twitch just so they can stay and keep their account. So it's pretty nuts that this is kind of where we're at. And and with that, like you said, the algorithm thing is kind of funny because so if you're familiar with the band Dragon Force, uh, they have uh, Herman Lee. He's with the guitar, one of the guitar players for Dragon Force. And if you're not familiar with Dragon Force, they were on the, one of the Guitar Hero games of Through the Fire and Flames. And uh, it's one of the game, one of the song, like the harder songs of the, the game. It's a super power metal type game. And it's really it's really tough. And uh, but even him, he got banned. And there's been like I said, there's no there's no actual say that that's what happened. But he's known to play Dragon Force music, his music on stream because it's for one, his music. <laughs> so he also got banned and then uh, shortly after got unbanned. 
But they, uh, one of the things he said is uh, he stated this. He said, uh, we all know these crazy things happen on Twitch. Uh, people getting banned, people getting taken down from DMCA. I can tell you, you can play any of the songs from the latest Dragon Force album, Extreme Power Metal, and you will not get a strike. I assure you, you will be okay because we are very good friends um, with our pro- uh, people from the record label. We also love Twitch, so you will not have a problem. So even he has said that, but ultimately if it's, you know, there, people aren't individually doing this. So let's see if that actually is a claim that we'll have to see in the future. Uh, but that's just, it's something that has been an issue on Twitch. And then the other part of this is okay. Twitch doesn't communicate. We get that. You're doing something that shouldn't be right. Or you're doing something that isn't right technically. So how do we get around this? Like, how do we, how do we play music? How do we do something like what, you know, Twitch hasn't really been responsive to that. Uh, they did announce um, back in September, uh, end of September, that there's a new product that they've kind of created, a new application, and it's called uh, Soundtrack by Twitch. Uh, so if you're familiar with like Pretzel, uh, Pretzel is something that we've even used in the past. It's uh, basically DMCA free music from artists that are up and coming and you can pay for the service to remove the like the, the it basically spams your chat with the, the artist and who it is. And uh, you can pay to remove that, which is actually even more expensive than Spotify monthly. It's like fifteen ninety nine a month to play unpe- like unknown artists. I don't know. That was like really steep for Pretzel for me. Uh, but that's one of the options you could do, um, or you could just not care and just play Spotify. And that's what kind of ended up here. Um, but they created a new, a new application called soundtrack for Twitch. And, uh, it's actually, uh, they've worked with Twitch and worked with record labels to find, to have a platform where you can play music that is owned by artists, like actual artists, you know, and you can play those on stream. No problem. And the way it's designed, it's it is actually designed to work with OBS, which is what most people use or stream labs or stream elements. And it's designed to be set up to where you can play the music on stream. And then you can also set it to not record on your actual local recording. If you're actually using uh, video clips to, to clip later for like YouTube or something else later. Uh, so you can actually modify that. So I took a step further and I downloaded it to try to see what's going on. Cause I also like to play music, um, which I've, I've been using a Spotify playlist that says it's clear uh, for Twitch, but I don't actually know that for a fact. Uh, so I downloaded it, I installed it, and uh, I have to say, coming from Twitch, where I, I know that they haven't really, had, really haven't had a lot of communication with things and, and such, but the application's actually pretty slick. It, it kind of, and it's still in beta, uh, it kind of resembles uh, Spotify to an extent. It has the, the, the same type of tiling, like the way that they have like the buttons for different playlists and such. And, uh, and at first it shows like four featured stations, and it's like dance, lo-fi hip-hop beats electric electronic and rap and uh not i mean depending on the stream some of that kind of plays into what i like to play but really i'm like into metal like that's the kind of stuff i like to listen to i think i've talked about that in the past i know and uh what's interesting is they actually have one called crossover and in the crossover playlist is metal and it, it started off with testament like old school testament and it was like just you know raw and i was like okay this is an artist i know but this is old you know this is probably something that it was probably pretty easy to get the license for and uh, and as i looked through the playlist i noticed that there were actually actually artists that i listen to now that are out now <coughs> that are still touring and doing things that i like to follow and once i saw that i was like i'm actually intrigued like they're actually playing music that i'm also into and artists that i actually know who they are and uh, and that was really cool because it's not just like pretzel where we have people who we don't know and the music sounds good where this is actual actual artists that we know and actually perform and have music that I do listen to. Uh, so that was really cool to see. Uh, as I said, this is in beta. 
So there's only about like on the crossover playlist, there's only about three and a half hours worth of music. So it's not a huge list, but I'm sure it's growing. Um, and I will say this is kind of a win for Twitch, especially for those who want to play music. Uh, it isn't a good option to do. And so far, I haven't really had a lot of issues with it. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's a win for Twitch. I mean, let's look at the things here. You got Twitch having to create an application. That and work on the licensing for the music, right, which is a lengthy thing. This takes that takes time to do that. Uh, and they have to work uh, with a third party OBS uh, with an API. So it works through there, although that's the easiest part. All that stuff takes a lot of time. So this has been in the works for a long time. Yeah. Interesting how it comes out right after how they throw a whole bunch of DMCA takedowns and ban a whole bunch of people. And on top of that, obviously tip the hand that they're just using algorithm and just free banning the people that are not necessarily actually from DMCA takedown claims like, you know, the Dragon Force one. Uh, uh, this is start. I mean, I hate to say conspiracy theory here, but Twitch is absolutely 100 percent known to jump on the bandwagon and try to get the dollars in for something that becomes innovative on their platform. Uh, the whole concept of having these third parties that like gave tips to streamers was around long before that you could do that integrated directly to Twitch itself. Right. And to have like all these DMC takedowns happen to co which is again done by Twitch coincidentally happened within a week of like, Hey, look at this beta soundstage that you could use to get around this. Uh, something that obviously takes a long time to develop and get the licensing for. Um, that's a little hokey. Yeah. So who knows if that was what they, they kind of were trying to do or not. I mean, there's no way, like I said, they're not going to communicate oh, much no, of this they won't anyway tell us to that. anything. So but, we won't probably ever know that. But at least the good news is the the platform does have music that as artists that you do know. And it seems like it actually is a decent product. I mean, it really is a decent application. So uh, obviously that'll keep uh, you know, improving over time and we'll see how that goes. We'll have to follow it. Uh, well, pivoting to pivoting to me, setting out conspiracy theories here <laughs> to something a little bit more grounded and concrete and, you know, mechanical even in nature. Uh, one of the things that differentiated the new PlayStation console from the Xbox console is the innovations that they made in their controller. Now, both console manufacturers updated their controllers. Xbox, uh, you know, said, you know, they made it a little bit smaller for, you know, to fit hands a little bit better. And they kind of like use some of the things from their elite controller, like, inc you know, making the D pad a little bit better by bringing over the disc type D pad. And they had a share button and, you know, they, they did some small iterative designs. And Sony came out and said, we have got this whole new thing, the dual sense. And everybody just laughed when that was announced because of the name. Uh, and they said, oh, yeah, it's going to make a difference. You know, you're going to have vibration in the triggers. And you're like, well, Xbox has had vibration in the triggers this whole last generation. I mean, yeah, they're mentioning like haptic, like it was almost like haptic controller in your hand, which is. Yeah. 
We were like, and then we'll see how this goes. (laughs) And then people actually got their hands on it. And Literally. literally, and there is a, yeah, this is actually pretty fantastic. Like when you pull the trigger, you can like, it's like they can make it so it's harder to pull the trigger down. So it's got tension the whole way. Like you're like, you're drawing the string of a bow where you can feel tension. And that doesn't sound like just rumble. Now, yeah, like anything else, any any fan of Nintendo can tell you, like anything else, if you have only one manufacturer that is making this new type of interactivity through a controller or what have you, well, it's pretty much only going to be used first party. Uh, typically, third party is making it for multiple consoles, and and a lot of times they're not going to put the extra work into having separate code just for this one console and how their controllers. So I'm going to be very curious to see who uses it. All depends on how easy Sony makes it to use that. And we know that Sony does not make it easy to program for the consoles in the past. I think it'll probably more use than people anticipate only because if it was like an Xbox related controller, I could see it being used less. But because PlayStation touts exclusives so much, Right. I assume mm-hmm. that a lot of the big exclusives you're going to see are going to come with integration yeah. for that technology, which will be really cool um, right. because the the tension changes in the in the games that exist now, which is I think just in the like PlayStation My Room or whatever the hell that thing's called. Yeah, and, like everything Astro. I've seen for it is looks really good. Yeah, so, and yeah, definitely no. first. Definitely first parties are going to use it because, I mean, Sony's going to say that the first party's got to use it. Sorry, Mike, go ahead. No, I'll just say it's and it's one of those things that I could see people actually buying a platform for that. Like, because right. you know, because I mean, like VR, right? Like, why is VR so popular? It's a new thing. It has something that you've never experienced before. And if you're playing a console, I mean, yeah, it's not as immersive as like wearing an actual VR headset. Um, but on the flip side, PlayStation does have VR. So you could have this new experience of yeah. playing with a controller that gives you all this real uh, like haptic, like, um, you know, response. But at the <laughs> same time, you know, you also can be VR. So now that's the interesting thing, though, is because they did a teardown and it's not just haptic. That's what makes this actually a new innovative feature is that they didn't they're not just vibrating the controller. They're not. I mean, Anybody who has an iPhone can tell you haptics pretty impressive sometimes, at least newer iPhones, because you press the button and boy, it feels like you actually press a button when you're not. It's a capacitive button that doesn't move at all, but boy, it feels like you move it. But they're gone beyond haptic. They've literally put motors behind the triggers now. So instead of the triggers just being pulled back and just hit a hit a spot, they've got motors in there and those motors. Wrong button. Those motors are Uh, literally have a piece of plastic that can move forward and press against the trigger. And then as you pull the trigger, depending on how much voltage they give to the motor, it either, you know, you barely feel it or, you know, the motors working against you as you're pulling back against it. And that's where the tension's coming from. So they have this whole new modular little piece that fits that is the whole trigger is a modular piece now with this motor in it uh 
And, and if they don't want to have it at all, if they just want to have it like just quickly pull on the trigger, you know, one of the, the plastic piece that presses against it can pull all the way back. So your trigger just free flows just like normal. Yeah. So this thing's actually pretty cool. Uh, I'm excited about it. Hope yeah, it's I mean, it's good. Tech, it's, it it's, yeah, that's we'll see. I'm going to see how many controllers get broken by then. Yeah, but it's, it's here's our new controller. Also, here's Demon Souls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically, uh, my, yeah. Could, could you imagine if this thing got broken, stuck on? You can't pull your trigger back anymore. Yeah, well, we'll see how durable it is. I mean, it's something that I can see isn't necessarily a gimmick, but it definitely is something that for more immersion that most people want to have, especially with the VR sense of PlayStation, like that may be something else that could help them. Like you said, yeah, with, yeah. with, you know, first person titles that are going to come out that are obviously only on PlayStation. That'd be a good thing to add into that. And, yeah, and then absolutely. as technology progresses and, you know, consumers <clears throat> actually are the, the manufacturers, like the different um, companies actually have time to make new games with this new technology as it grows. Uh, there could be some really cool stuff with that. Absolutely. And uh, Demurin has said it many times before. What differentiates the Sony here is that their strong dedication to first person titles. Yeah, they they really so. love their. They're like heavily immersive like first person exclusives. So we'll see what happens. Fingers crossed that it works out for them because I want to have a lot of fun with that. Um, moving on to still PlayStation news, but not as cool depending <laughs> on how you feel about things. Actually, it's just not as cool to, no matter how you feel about things, really. Um, so, I mean, uh, I definitely side with PlayStation on a lot of things. I don't really agree with them on this. It's kind of silly, but there's there's a company um, for custom faceplates for the PS5. Everybody everybody under the sun thought the same thing when they saw that PlayStation 5 teardown video. Yep. There's not a we single person it. that didn't. You you look at that video and the first thing you think is, damn, those look really easy to replace. Just a curved piece of plastic with a couple of clips on it that just whoop right onto the side. It's never been easier to customize your system. Yeah. Well, I mean, we even talked you. about them like, even saying like they would release <laughs> probably have, like, I have stuff they would release because we <clears> knew it looked that easy. There was a, a company that came up, um, that was under the brand essentially customize my plates, which, um, the idea was that they were going to sell custom PlayStation five face plates. Makes sense. Pretty good market. Um, it didn't look like Sony had anything yet in the works for that. They, they haven't announced anything. Um, well, Sony was like, hey, fuck you. <laughs> what do you think you're doing making money off of our fucking console? We have to make money off of our console. You're not allowed to do it. Also, you're kind of infringing on us. So you're done. You're finished. Cease and desist. Get the fuck out of here. And they were like... Fair, I guess. So they did. Um, so essentially Sony just came in and was like, you can't do this. And naturally nobody's going to, no small company in their right mind is going to be like, nah, fuck you. We're still doing it because it's not going to work in their favor. So they did. They stopped. Um, they are going to be selling uh, customizations for controllers, which is like vinyl wraps and vinyl wraps for the PlayStation faceplates. 
which is obviously not as nice of a solution if you've ever tried vinyl wraps. You know, I, I think where they made their mistake here is that they were going to make the, the side face, face plates, side plates is what I'd like. But anyway, they're going to make the face plates identical in shape, size and everything. And I think that's where they made their mistake because yeah, Sony's able to say, well, no, that's part of our intellectual property. Yeah, it's a good point. And that's what Sony said. And, and that makes sense. Where instead, if they like the fact that it connects in with just a little connector that hooks in, that's not an intellectual property. You can't you you can't copyright that because it's just a mechanical connection. Uh, so that's where they could have done it, where they where they instead, if they created face plates that were different shapes, I think they could have gotten away. Like instead of like just being like curved in a certain way, maybe if they like really curved outwards so that it was more <laughs> stable when it was standing up without the stand, or even more importantly, that it curved outwards and the four points were even. So you could just put that thing down on its side without a stand and just go and not have it like wobble around like the current one does. I mean, if they had changed the shape and just made it connect the same way, maybe they could have gotten away with it. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I mean, also that too, I think is also the, if you're selling faceplates that are identical to what they have and they're supposed to disassemble the product that they purchased that is supposed to be not modified, then you're going into the realm of now you're modifying the console. Well, that's the nice so. thing, though, is Sony has actually said, yes, you are allowed to take out the faceplates because that's how you, you vacuum out the one area and how you put the SSD in. So you. Ah, uh, OK, OK. You're not I supposed to go part. further than that, but you are supposed to take off the faceplates. It's, it's a really good indication that if they're doing this, it, they're doing it because they specifically understand they're going to be releasing faceplates. I would yeah. assume like if you have a game out there that's an exclusive PlayStation title, or even not expect call of duty well i can totally see what that happening. collector's editions in the future that come for the playstation are going to 100 percent include some kind of custom collector's edition face mm. plates and i could yep. see some really cool ones i could see i could already see them doing like a resident evil remake one where you buy the resident evil collector's edition it comes with like some chromed face plates that are really cool looking so i guarantee you they've already got that down the pipeline they just don't want to announce it the second they saw these people they're like whoa hold on if yeah. we just yep. let these people do it, we set the precedent that they can do it whenever they want. And then our collector's edition stuff and our limited edition faceplates are fucking useless because these assholes can just go and make hundreds of them <laughs> and sell yep. them at a way lower price. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'll bet you Sony just ponied up some cash. And that's why Cyberpunk 2770 got delayed. Follow the money, sheeple. There's going to be custom side plates for 2077. And that's why it got delayed three weeks is because they had to spin up production for it. Yeah, that but by is, the time Cyberpunk 2077 releases in like late 2022, nobody will remember this anyways. That's yeah, not right. how this works. That's not how, that's not how it works. works. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, but, uh, you know, kind of bring, bringing it back just a moment ago to uh, the SSD. Uh, you know, we have said before, Sony has said about how uh, they're going to have expandable storage because, you know, the, the storage that both these consoles are using is not cheap. We talked about how the Xbox has the slot in one. It's $220 and like, oh my God, that's so expensive for a terabyte. And we go out looking like, no, it's not. It's the same price as these NVMe 
PCI Gen 4 SSDs that are out there. A terabyte yeah. is $220. It's the Xbox One is right in line and what you could buy for your PC using the PCIe 4, which is where the super fast speeds come from. Still need to get one for my wife. We've been talking about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to have the right motherboard for it, too. Well, I mean, just an SSD in general. But yeah, I'll have to check the motherboard. <laughs> yeah. Her phantasmophobia load times are horrid. Uh, but they remind me like, every oh, single session, right here, every session right here. Unopened. You <laughs> can sweepstakes. Right are we doing sweepstakes right now? <laughs> an unopened one that I've had sitting here forever. You can. Like that's all kinds of things I can just like pick up from over here. Anyway, oh um, God. so uh, Sony, of course, is going to have expandable storage, just like the Xbox is. But instead of trying to go to a proprietary way, even though Xbox is, well, in, in this case, Seagate, who makes that one, isn't charging a premium for it being proprietary. It's still proprietary ish. Other manufacturers can use that form factor as well. But Sony said, nope, we're going to use the standard NVMe M.2 slot form factor. But it's got to be certain drives. And that makes sense because it's PCIe 4. It's got to have a certain speed rating. It's got to be over 5,000 uh, megabytes per second, I believe is what it is. Um, so really, really fast. And... Everybody's excited about that's why you take the faceplates off and, and everybody saw in the teardown and they take the faceplate and boom, it's right there. It's completely open. You don't even have to take another thing off after the faceplate comes off. It has the slot open right there. You can see the the green PCB of, of you know one side of the motherboards right there. So we're like, everybody's like, yeah, you know, gonna upgrade that right away. Except not right away. Sony, even though they said this previously, they made it really clear now. There are no SSDs at launch that you can expand your PlayStation 5 with because they have a proprietary, not only do they have to be fast enough, but they have a proprietary uh, memory interface with it, an input-output interface to it and the memory and the CPU that they have to be tested with. And they're going to test the different SSDs and let you know which ones you can expand your PlayStation five with, which one and, they can slap the logo on. Yeah. And in theory, this is also going to be done by an update later on in the PlayStation's life. So at launch, you are not going to be, be able to expand your PlayStation five where Xbox has kind of got the opposite issue. You can buy the expansion right now, but good luck buying an Xbox right now. Uh, but this is going to become important because at launch, because the operating system on the Sony, just same problem with the Xbox, actually. But the uh, Sony starts with an 825 gigabyte SSD. And because of the operating system, it's going to have about 667 gig usable. So basically Call of Duty and one other game that they're saying. Pretty much. No, just Call of Duty. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, some of the games are smaller. Spider-Man Miles Morales is going to be about 50 gig. So, I mean, you're it's talking less than, than GTA 5, which is interesting. I think you'll, uh, you'll generally have like four to eight games if you're getting yeah. large AAA titles. Yeah, which, that makes sense. I mean, I mean it's not probably, great. You probably, have, you probably have eight AAA titles and like a dozen or so indies uh, or maybe a little bit less on the indies. 
But yeah, drive space is going to be a premium on these guys. And yeah, if you have bandwidth caps, which a lot of people do, you're not going to want to delete the game and re-download it later. So then you got to plug in a USB 3 device, which you can't play the game off of, but at least you can move the game to, which at 50 gig USB 3, believe me, takes a while. If you have bandwidth caps below a terabyte in 2020, my suggestion to you is just move. <laughs> Pack or it up. get another provider. Move somewhere else. But, It'll be yeah. fine. Yeah, so this is going to be a really interesting launch. Uh, uh, on the plus side, a lot of first-person games, or excuse me, a lot of first-party games have been delayed. So you don't have a lot of games to download at the beginning anyway. So That's a good point. Okay, so speaking uh, of good news, bad news, all kinds of news, but there's one reoccurring feature that we all wait for. That's right. It's Zeiss's Cyberpunk 2077 weekly update. How convenient. I don't know wait for something labeled Cyberpunk. I know. I don't know what we're going to do when this is over. We're going to figure out some sort of thing that Brian can say in a weird way. Oh, the good news is it's not going to be over anytime soon. So we got plenty of time to figure it out. Well, figure it out. We were trying to figure out what to do this week because of the delay. There's been almost no news. Wait, don't take away my story. Come on, let me let me have it. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, obviously we talked about last week that Cyberpunk was obviously delayed, which sucks. But at the same time, go ahead. That's fine. Get get the game finished. Get it to a polished state that we want to enjoy. And I'm okay with that. I'm still going to buy the game. I'm still going to. And then and then Brian's still going to wait his his one week or now three. Uh, We're all going to wait it. So it, it is it is what it is. We said last time that, you know, this is the fourth time it's been delayed this year or since it's been announced. So surprise, surprise, at least they're willing to delay it and fix the game and make it perfect before releasing it. Uh, I'm okay with that. Perfect. Well, enough. But that's the thing. You know, even with that, we'll see what happens because now people are going to be expecting even more. And, you know, there's always going to be haters, but we'll just see what actually turns out. But yeah, as that happened, uh, there hasn't really been any news. They haven't really talked about much more than that because they're just working on the game, I'm hoping, is what the issue is. Um, we did talk about previously the Adidas uh, shoe that they were going to talk about, like the cyberpunk uh, new edition uh, they were going to come out with. And I was kind of excited about it. It looked kind of cool. Uh, the what was released recently is that they are. This is a tweet from uh, one of the guys from CD Projekt Red. He's the business relationship d- uh, director, Rafael uh, Jackie. It says, uh, as I'm getting a lot of questions about this, the Adidas X Cyberpunk uh, 2077 collab is available in selected Asian markets only. Bum, bum, ba-dum. As a partner, we don't want make the uh, uh, distribution decisions as this is an Adidas core uh, confidence. So, unfortunately, it's not like I can go online and order these, uh, essentially. I mean, I have to to go somewhere to get somebody to do that, I guess. But... uh, it doesn't seem like these are going to be global, at least at launch. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. I mean, I was interested in it, but they're also showing four different styles. And some of these styles aren't really that like unique, essentially. I mean, it's like basically taking some of the models they already have for Adidas and they're just kind of slapping the label on it and changing the colors a little bit. Like nothing's really 
super impressive or like really outstanding for these. Now, don't get me wrong, there are there are some that look pretty decent, but again, it doesn't look like these are super unique to the game. It looks like they've kind of changed the label, you know, spray painted a certain color to kind of slap a price on there that's way higher than than what a normal price of the that that version would be. So they should have delayed the release to make them better. Yeah, they should delay the yeah delay the release of the shoes too. Let's make them better. So, oh hashtag we will wait a week for a shoe, even more. So, oh, I mean, man. I mean, a my wife will be happy. My wife will be happy because it's released in the Asian market, so she'll be able to find some in her little itty bitty size. Yeah, fair enough. True that. I mean, we'll see. I mean, they'll probably still make it in the U.S. I'm sure people will get them and then put on eBay for like a thousand dollar markup. You know, whatever. This is how it goes. Alrighty, well, that's it for now. Uh, give us a few minutes and listen to the word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. And we're back, even though most people didn't believe that was actually happening. So, kudos to you for sticking around. <laughs> you guys should really check out us on on uh, Twitch when we live stream it, or the the uh, yeah, actually the live stream. We we do have interaction with the viewers and it's great you'll get to see a little bit of tidbits of what we do during the the break and it's just ridiculous but yeah we're we're anyway we're gonna go into what we've been playing this last week so this last week uh game of the moment didn't actually happen we had some things come up uh also with the hurricane uh, or the tropical storm uh zeta or zeta coming through kind of really uh messed up some things past this past week I'm, i'm still literally working on getting trees taken down and stuff so uh, we didn't actually get to play anything for game of the moment. Uh, I was able to play a game. It's called. It's actually 100% free on Steam. It's called uh, the Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a, a, a Square a Square Enix game, uh, well, publisher game, but it's it's the same makers who make Life uh, Life is Strange, and it's a free game. And I looked at the the screenshots. I was like, this looks actually pretty cool, especially if it's free. I'll try it out. And the game. The idea behind the game is you are a child, like probably seven to ten years old, and you are uh, in your room and you're you basically are this this captain spirit is like your alter ego, like your 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 superhero side. And uh, you get to start off the game with like playing a bunch with the toys and like really kind of deciding on how to use his special power, which is. You know, it seems like he's moving stuff, but really it shows him like actually, you know, grabbing something. It's just him, his imagination, really. It just seems like a really cool imagination game as a child. And uh, and it's something more of like a story, not really a game game. So I started playing that. I thought it was really awesome. And then it's uh, it starts off in this room and like you hear like the father yelling like, you know, hey, time for breakfast. And I'm like, OK, you know, and I'm like clicking on stuff around the room. And then as you spend more time, it's like, hey, I told you it's time for breakfast. Like, get out here. And I'm like, OK, you know, I'm still clicking on stuff. And. Then it finally is like, God damn it, I told you to get the fuck out of here, damn for breakfast. I'm up. I'm like, whoa, this game just took a turn. <laughs> so I go out there and and what you come to find out, and this isn't spoilers, I mean it's literally the first five minutes of the game. You uh you find out I, I guess from what you're you know, what you know is like you know, the mom is not there, either she's passed away or just not there. Uh, and then the dad is a like a raging alcoholic. He like has to watch his sports. He's drinking the whole time. Uh, the kid even points it out like, hey, it looks like you're drinking at noon. And he's like, it's fine. Blah. And then he puts the beer can down and grabs the bottle of liquor and goes to the chair. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, this is not a fun game. This is quite depressing. So and I was you, like, and you thought Shocktober was over. The biggest yeah, game really. is the one you're still playing. 
Yeah, so I was like, this is kind of crazy. So I played a little bit more, but ultimately I I ended up stopping because it just it felt so depressing. Real. That real and depressed. So and and it is and it goes for this the sense of gaming nowadays isn't just about like video games where we play like action games or you're racing or something like that. I mean, games are the point now where they're basically you're playing through movies or like TV shows, like an actual script where it's, it's really beautiful and you kind of just interact like an interaction um, or uh, what we usually call them like a, like an experience, you know? And, uh, and just like, you know, with movies, there's different types of games. Like this is a drama that I necessarily didn't really want to get involved with, but it was really cool. It did, it really made me feel like, man, like this dad's a piece of shit. And like, I am this little kid trying to make this alter ego to just be, feel better about myself. Escape and, reality. Uh, yeah. And it, it, it was really interesting to play. I mean, kudos to the, you know, the, the, uh, the game maker for making it. Uh, it's just not something that I'd want to play, but it was interesting. It's free. It's a hundred percent free on steam. You can download it now. And, uh, but it was really neat. So, I mean, check it out if you want to check it out. Uh, maybe you'll have a better experience with it, but ultimately, that's that was my my only game that I really played this week. Man, I can't wait till you play Twelve Minutes. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that a little later, but yeah. Uh, I, however, have been playing a very interesting, amusing, great art style, fun little game that is of a genre that is very divisive. That. You know, people typically like or dislike this genre, which is, you know, your roguelites. And a lot of people have said this is the roguelite for people who do not like roguelites. That, hmm. you know, it, it has continuation in it, which is in the concept of roguelites is that they have some type of continuation. But it it's like it, the story continues in a way that kind of makes more sense. And it's very funny. And that game is Hades. And this is a kind of three quarter perspective action game. Uh, kind of, you know, combo action-y, kind of like a Devil May Cry, but not quite as much juggling in the air and, and uh, uh, a little bit, the camera's a little bit further away. And you're like dashing around you got different weapons you use you unlock stuff as you play through several times and you play as the son of hades who was born in hades and it really wants to like just get out and check out the rest of the world <laughs> but hades says well no one leaves hades no one leaves hell and you know the various gods of olympus are like hey little cousin we're really waiting for you to come up here and party with us i mean the like every one of them is like that uncle, you know, mm -hmm. that uncle that introduced you to like a rated R film way too early or, you know, <laughs> or that type of thing. Right. I don't know if I have that type of uncle. I don't know what kind of history you've had, but okay. <clears throat> you, the, the one that didn't say, come over here and watch you have a drink of this beer. <laughs> oh man. Uh, here's a taco with some tequila in it. Uh, I, I, oh my, I don't know why you do put a tequila and taco, but I was just trying to figure a way to introduce it to you. But no, uh, weird, right? Weird uncle, but that's right. a pretty weird uncle. I mean, cool <laughs> tacos marinated in tequila or some shit. 
fucking Bad. go ham, man. A taco, a taco luge so you can pour tequila Ooh. into your mouth. You thought Cinco okay. de Mayo was hot already. It's about to get hotter, motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> Tequila-infused tacos and margaritas, bitch. I'm now oh, back man. on board. I'm sold. Are you kidding me? I was sold the second you said, here's tequila and a taco. <laughs> I didn't even need it to taste good. You, you already had me. It practically oh, made me an, a, a taco-holic. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what you want yeah. from me. Yeah, and of course the Canuck is like talking about losing it too. So I said that, but okay. Okay. So, <laughs> he's uh, he's no, from the but, same, same cloth as me. It's fine. Yeah, we're all... Hades is actually can't say that on here. But yeah, we're we're uh, one of the same. We're right? one of the same. Uh, yeah, just brothers divided at birth. Uh, no, but Hades is it's kind of fun. Uh, and it's got some advantages to playing on keyboard, which weren't too bad. Uh, it works well on controller. In some cases, better. Uh, there are there it's okay. So it's not, it's definitely not a demon souls and it's definitely not a devil may cry where you have like this in-depth combo system, but it still has a little depth to the combat. Uh, it seems to have a good variety to the enemies. Uh, you keep going deeper and deeper in the runs. You unlock some things that are persistent and you have things that are temporary. The writing is hilarious it is amazingly funny when you're playing the main character, the son of Hades, and Aphrodite comes, you know, drops by a message, and he's like, "Oh, ooh, it's Aphrodite!" And he, he like, and he like tries to make his voice deeper, and he's like slicking back his hair. And <laughs> That's funny. There's there's actually some good parts. Uh, you can pet the dog, Cerberus. Cerberus is like your biggest fan. Uh, he gets very upset when you leave. <clears throat> and you know it just it it unlocks things both at the home base where you know where you're starting off your mission each time and unlocks things you can use throughout the game itself uh darn it i didn't have the price up this time i think it's 19.99 and i enjoy it it's very fun <clears throat> oh shit yeah. i think i'm launching it <laughs> It's definitely one of those games. The, the entire setup is like the more you die, the more you play the game, the easier the part of the game that you died in becomes because you continue to amass resources to upgrade. Um, just means that the next time when you get further, it, your upgrades don't mean shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it, it's really cool, though. I've played a ton of that in the past as well when it was in early access and it's now in full release. And I do believe you're correct that it's $19 and 99 cents US. Yeah. Yeah, I did forget to mention that I did start. I did install, which we'll kind of cover a little bit later too. But I did install the new Modern Warfare again. I bought it at launch. Uh, I uninstalled it after Ooh. playing it for a little bit of time, and then I reinstalled it after I realized that you know I did. I I had just enough space to install it. Uh, so I've been playing a little bit Modern, uh, Modern Warfare again, which is basic mode, not the Warzone. I'm not. I'm kind of getting away from the battle royale thing. I rather just play the original Call of Duty modes like Dem uh, Demolition, uh, Domination. Uh, team deathmatch even like things like that is really what kind of brings me back to, to playing that type of game but oh, I did but, install that so I've been playing that too but did you play the the battle royale zombies <laughs> mode that they had uh, I did not play that one I just installed it yesterday I only had time to play like for an oh hour. it's too late then because they took it away permanently they had like yeah. this fascinating warzone zombies mode that had 
super overpowered weapons. And everybody was like, oh, my God, this is so fun. And they said, oh, just kidding. We're only going to have it's gone now. It was only for Halloween. Bye. And everybody's like. <clears throat> uh, also, yeah. by the way, Hades is 25 bucks, 24.99. Oh, that's not too bad, especially if it's on Steam. You can probably catch it for a sale. Yeah, eventually, especially with winter sale probably coming up. So absolutely. Yeah. Even fall fall sale at this point. I mean, they. I miss the old days of Steam where there was a Steam summer sale and that was like it. And then there was a winter summer or winter sale as well. But the Steam summer sale is what you live for. And now it's like there's sales all over the place and the games aren't as marked down as they were for just the Steam summer sales. But I mean, it's still pretty good. You can still follow some games. Still pretty good. There's sales all the time. I mean, like any game that you just about any game you want, all you have to do is wait three months and you can get it on sale. Yeah, it's just not the markdown aren't as uh, as uh, large as game. I've seen in the past. Depends on yeah. the game, but it's still it's worth uh, the one thing about Steam is you put it on your wish list and then you'll get an email for it. Say, hey, this thing's now on sale. Do it without having to, like, install a third party app or something to try to follow the price. So that's yes, always do good. it from your phone. I have purchased and as I said before, there's also an extension you can get to determine if the game is on Game Pass Ultimate. So you don't buy the game on Steam if it's already available on Game Pass. So obviously download that extension uh, so you can save yourself uh, some money. (laughs) Oh, no, it's not going to save any money because then you'll buy the game and they'll put it on Game Pass three weeks later. Yeah, pretty much. That's kind of what happened to us. Just got a message. Did you play anything else? Um, Well, uh, I've still been playing Ghosts of Tsushima. I've just been playing the multiplayer now as well, which is is really fun actually they did a really good job with it um it was a really entertaining run through there with your friends and just slaughter many many demons um and uh just it it just it just plays really well overall the the classes feel really good um so they've just done a really great job i'm not going to get too much in the game so they talked about it the last time that i had been playing the single player i mean the open world in that game is phenomenal uh it's one of the best open world games i have ever played um just really stunning visuals um so far an extremely good story everything is really well written a lot of different options for voice like if you want to do it in actual japanese voiceovers with subtitles they have really good japanese voiceovers um and they have like kind of like the black and white tone that you can set to the game to make it look like the old like you know like typical like the way they used to do the old like Japanese fighting movies and things like that. I'm mm-hmm. um, very much in that style and it makes the game look like that. So uh, just an all around great game. It's, you know, your standard PlayStation game price of like $59.99 um, worth every cent um, for the game so far. Other than that, and we're going to be talking about this game later, but <clears throat> I've, reluctantly as of today but not oh, reluctantly god. returned to none other than world of warcraft oh god no i wasn't so i was gonna go back for the expansion no matter what <laughs> um but this morning i was up early and um you know i was looking at wow and i was so close to subbing i was like this close to subbing and like i'll just play on lunch and then i was working on like a super long call and a buddy messaged me i was like dude you should know, if you haven't subbed yet, everybody who has a WoW account, free sub for the next five days. You can just pick up where you left off and play. 
Um, there's some other stuff going on in WoW that we'll talk about later. But like, I was like, well, shit. Now I have to play. So on my lunchtime, I booted up WoW and started playing again. So <sighs> here we go again. Uh, my yeah, wife's going to hate me. I, I don't yeah. I don't think we added it, but this <clears throat> expansion is breaking records as the most sold WoW expansion ever. The fastest selling WoW expansion. Yeah. I don't These know if I'll ever join you guys in that. I've tried it. I just I'm not a fan of that type of game. But uh I mean it's fun, I, I guess. I just I just didn't enjoy it. Well all, it I could also be, it could be very similar to our game of the moment. For the king. <laughs> well, here's the thing that I have with those style games. So that and Final Fantasy. So I was more drawn to Final Fantasy 14 online because of the graphics. Like I felt like it seemed a little more realistic. It definitely did the thing. My biggest problem with those games is the subscription. I don't want to have to pay monthly to play a game. That's no. just my personal opinion. Uh, I'd rather, so I, I do like the subbing for like Xbox Game Pass or like Origins at the time or EA where I can pay a price and get a slew of games <laughs> where I can play all of the games available and then you know do that. Uh, but to play a game for me, just one specific game, I it's usually, a, it's a no-brainer for me. I just don't do that. But I understand why it's popular and I understand why you guys have a lot of fun. I'm like there thinking like, man, that'd be great if I could join you guys. But I do. Ultimately, I'm not going to enjoy it. I'm just not going to. It's not going to be my thing. And right. uh, that makes yeah. sense. So I can see. But yeah, that's that's it. That's all I've really been playing this week. And our game of the moment. Right. That's true. We, we did play for the king. Um, which oh, I forgot me. about that. I said we didn't play one, but I forgot we did. We oh did. my god! We did we? Uh, we did we the king. Now, I guess Man, I, I can just, understand why ugh. both me and Mike, like Mike and I, probably forgot because we both have played for the king previously. I mean, Mike played for a brief amount. I may have finished every single campaign in that game before I played with. Oh, <laughs> interesting. But didn't know that. Yeah, I understand. So, like, you know, this is short attention gaming uh, one of us doesn't have short attention span well <laughs> I, no, that's not I true because like, that's I've, not true i will play a game if it's worth my brain capacity to play it i, like, it's, I like rocket like, league look at that i've been playing it since 2015 i won't put it down i have but, put thousands of know. hours into world of warcraft there you go i, I tend to like whenever i pick up a game no matter how small it is i i usually unless it unless it legitimately just does not drive with me whatsoever, I will play the crap out of that game until it's done. Um, like See, I, I won't do that. That's the, you definitely have to be horse. So for the King, I was like, Oh, this is fun. Let me get some friends. And then I played every single campaign on it on multiple difficulties and unlocked like all the items and I oh, had wow. no life, but it, it's a really good game. Um, it's uh, like a strategy game where it plays out with like a lot of dnd-esque elements um so there are a lot of like stat rolls like where you you're essentially rolling a dice based against your stats to see if you're going to pass specific checks um it is turn-based that's the other it part. is turn-based and there are several campaigns to it actually and um i would in say in some ways in some ways it's ahead. kind of like a final <laughs> an early final fantasy where yeah you're going around on a map yeah and then when you initiate combat, it kind of zooms in and changes perspective uh, right. where you got like these 3D polygonal models on both sides. Yep. 
And uh, so, yeah, it, it, the combat's it, it, it's very fun with friends. It really is. We lost a lot of time and we didn't even realize how much time had passed. Yeah, we usually <laughs> play for about two and a half, three hours. And we were at the three hour mark and we were I was just like, hey, guys, just to let you know, we're at 11 o'clock. Do you want to continue? Or are we doing? And then we're like, what? <laughs> like, it's already 11 no o'clock. Clue. I was like, and, and it it is a game that you'll have more fun with people. Because if you play by yourself, it, it just like playing D&D, you can't really play D&D by yourself. It's it's all about having a party, having other people that you can yell at or or cheer on when they do certain things, when they roll a certain number. And just like this game, you know, you have your main character. It's up to three players and you have your character you play and then you have two others. And if you play by yourself, you control all three. And the way with your friends, they control the other two. So you can kind of, you know, and then everybody can also pick up gear the way that they want to based on the loot that they they feel like the attributes would work out for their character. So it does play out a lot like D&D. There is roles to it. So there's not like a dice on the screen or anything like that. But there's it does like a, a series of checks based on what you're doing. And like you said, it's a lot like Final Fantasy in the cert, like the sense of turn based where they attack, you attack. And there's like things you can do to kind of uh, to alter that order of like formation or whatever. Uh, and then there's also the aspect of it's almost like a turn based, like a board game. Like there's a lot of things on the map that you can go and go do. And like as you get there, things may happen. And uh, and you can see all of that. There's like a fog of war. Uh, it's it's a really neat game. And, it's, and the things on the map can expire. Like, yeah, because you will you were saying this earlier for the one well, the game you played, uh, you know, Captain uh, Fantastic. Uh, I think it was Spirit. Uh, Captain, Captain Spirit. Spirit. Yeah, that like you didn't most games you play and there's no time limit. Yeah. I, I can dink around and look at this stuff for as long as I want. That yeah. stuff will always be over there and it'll be triggered when I go over there. No, I mean, there was like stuff on a time limit. Like you had X amount of turns before this was no longer available to you anymore. So I mean, that, yeah. that was pretty refreshing too. Cause then you there, had, there isn't you had to make decisions. There is an impending doom that is is in the game the whole time. So there's always there's a timeline at the top. It tells you like on turn seven coming up, like there's something that's trying to attack you. And there's like a there's a I'm not going to go into the details of it, but there's something that you have to try to clear during that time period. And then there's other things that kind of come up like that. And that's what he's saying. There's parts that do expire. Like there's a mm-hmm. quest that you may have that you can get extra stuff for loot. But if you don't complete it, then you don't get it. And then maybe something else may happen. Um uh, Anyway, the game is free on Xbox Game Pass currently. Uh, it is $19.99 on Steam. I have seen it on sale a few times. I think I picked it up for maybe, I think it was like 19 at the time. Maybe it was a little more expensive before. Uh, but it's it's a solid game. If you're into any of these turn-based games, strategy games, even D&D, like, it even has elements of like Divinity, uh, Original Sin. Like It actually does have a little bit of that element to it too. So if you're into any of that kind of stuff, uh, this is a great price, great game to play. And plus you can play up to three other or two other people and uh, online or local. Like I've even played this with my wife sitting at the house and we just both picked up the controller and just dealt with it. Uh, so it's really cool. I definitely recommend it. And uh, yeah. Let's bring up that one minute timer. All right. Well, we're going to go into our short stories <laughs> for the week and uh, and they're going to be short. So get ready. Super short, wicked short. All right. So our uh, our first story 
is with reference to Phasmophobia. Um, the developer of Phasmophobia, one guy, is reconsidering his early access plans um, after the game's enormous success. Essentially, his plan was, I'm going to go into this game. Early access is going to be really small. I'm going to release a couple more maps. We're going to be done. The game has been so well received that he's like, actually, screw the hat. We're going to stay in early access potentially a while longer. I'm going to add a lot more content to the game. And his idea is there's a mode plan potentially for PvP, but his general idea is he wants to push out on the boundaries that the game has already set within it to make it to just evolve the game more, add additional complexity to make the game a little bit more interesting. Um, and, and he says he has a lot of ideas right now. It's all bug focuses, fixes, things like that. And later it'll be more features, more maps, more ghosts, more functionality. Um, so it's really exciting. Phasmophobia, of course, a game that we really like and hope to see succeed going forward. I literally have a clip that I got shook so bad the other night that I haven't even uploaded because I don't even want to look at it. But uh, eventually I'll upload it. It's terrible. I was shook. I uh, want to watch it. it. I want to see from your perspective, because all I saw was my perspective, which was not exciting. I just heard you freak out and, and you and yeah. you, you like ran by me. I was like, I was what shook. happened? It was it's the, probably the scariest moment I've had in the game. And I don't like scary. Awesome. So I, I was on van duty for the rest of the night. I was done. It was so amazing. So uh, uh, anyway. speaking about a game that uh, was amazing. It was Friday the 13th. Which is a fun little game was released in 2017 after having a Kickstarter campaign and had a lot of popularity about it, obviously a lot of controversy early on because it was un they were unsure whether they had the license after they made and released it. That was very funny. Well, it's actually coming to an end now. That's right. This month, November will be the final update for the game, at least the official update. Uh, they may have uh, you can go to jasonkillsbugs.com to uh try to get some further uh, updates going forward, but officially no further updates and no official dedicated servers anymore. That's right. From now on, it's only going to be peer to peer private games, no dedicated hosted servers. So sayonara Friday the 13th. Oh, well, Rip. all right. <laughs> um, this next story is interesting. Uh, it's for it's, it's Twitch related. Uh, Pokimane, a very, large, well-known streamer um, who did a lot of just chatting and now does a lot of Among Us. Um, she has actually imposed a cap on donations of $5. She's been working with, uh, I believe it was uh, Stream Elements or Stream Labs, one or the other. Uh, actually, but um, She's put in a cap, donations, $5. She explained that essentially um, it was a mixture of, um, you know, she, she really didn't, need the amount of donations she was receiving and also she felt like it was a weird amount of money to be receiving when that money could be going into other streamers or for other things in general um and she actually cited like it being odd to receive so much money from people and feeling like she didn't meet the expectations with the reaction that she gave for them which other streamers on the platform have kind of resonated with that thought and kind of followed behind it and said yep the same thing for us <clears throat> yeah, I don't know if I'd complain about receiving money, but you know, I'm also I don't have a Twitch contract that is getting paid regardless of I stream or not. You don't so. have a Twitch contract and like a hundred plus thousand subscribers. <laughs> yeah, definitely not that. So I guess I I, I I don't know. I can't really say that I understand. <laughs> so this next story, uh, uh, so Black Ops 
Cold War, obviously coming out. Uh, they're talking about releasing on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. And uh, they've actually announced that the Xbox, uh, so Black Ops Cold War is going to be about three, 130 gigs of storage on your PS5 uh, and Xbox Series X is what Activision has now revealed. Uh, to be precise, Black Ops Cold War uh, requires 133 gigabytes on PS5 and about 136 gigabytes on Xbox Series X. The interesting thing is, even if you get the Xbox Series, uh, is it not the X, but the other one, the the least leader, uh, the lower amount, uh, the S, you're still going to be taking up that much space, even though there's not all of the 4K rendering that the other platform has or the other the other series has. So not really sure if this game is completely optimized well and just in like in Call of Duty fashion it takes up a, a whopping amount of space. Uh, this is just to start. So we'll see how this game ends up as uh, the other one's already at 250 at this point. Well, I think it's interesting, too, because the Xbox Series S that you were talking about uh, reportedly will only have 364 gigabytes of usable space for games to start with. So that's almost half of it for one game. <clears throat> yeah. Jeez. Uh, the Xbox Series X, however, while we said that, you know, it's going to be very difficult to get a hold of them, like we talked about, where are the consoles as we led off today? Well, apparently we know where some of the consoles are because the street date has already been broken. That's right. Someone has actually gone out and purchased commercially an Xbox Series X, taken it home and opened it. Ends up being that it was a customer in Portugal uh, they were very surprised to find that the console delivered to their door early. <laughs> Worked out oh, kind of wow. well for them. They posted on Reddit. They had some little fun with it. Uh, they were playing around with, you know, the quick switch between No Man's Sky and Red Dead Redemption 2. So, hey, they got it early. They're going to have some fun. It's fair. Yeah. <clears throat> Speaking of maybe fun, um, more World of Warcraft news. World of Warcraft has officially turned 16, and um, they are running a anniversary, 16th anniversary event. Um, so essentially, most of it is like an event that's just coincided with the 16th anniversary, so you can go back and see previous parts of the game, but also works in really well with the fact that the expansion's around the corner because it gives an increased experience of 16%. For your characters, and then you also get XP bonuses for completing the time warp events and dungeons. So if you're someone who has played WoW before, has not played WoW, has been th thought about getting into it, you know some friends that play WoW, and the thing that keeps you away from it is, oh no, but like I'd have to catch up and level. Uh, you can level to cap in like one weekend of playing like six hours on Saturday and six hours on Sunday at this point. It's like snappy. So if, if there was so ever time to get mean. in, is now. <laughs> So I see what you guys are do doing. It. I see. Do it. Do the wow crap. Play with your Just friends. Do it. Yeah. Fun as a group. <clears throat> Definitely play with your friends. First 20 yeah. levels are free. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I did. I did that and that was fun. But yeah, I got you. Moving on to even more World of Warcraft news, which is something that a lot of players for a long time have asked for, but nobody ever really thought it was going to happen. So it's been quiet for a while. World of Warcraft um, Blizzard specifically, obviously, is finally cracking down on multiboxing. 
Um, if you don't know what multiboxing is, it's essentially people setting up a bunch of accounts and having one keystroke hit all of them so that they're all doing something at the same time, which is where the issue comes from. It's that multiboxing is generally used for botting to farm gold or materials of some sort in order to game the market, make a lot of gold in the game in general and other ways, and then eventually sell it. Um, so it has its negative effects. If you've played World of Warcraft in the last expansion, you'll know about the long neck auction house dinosaur, a giant brontosaurus that costs a fortune. WoW has been working very hard to create money sinks to rebalance the economy on their game. And now that they're finally getting there, this is probably the final nail in the bad gold coffin. Bad gold coffin. Like it. Yeah. And even more Activision Blizzard news. Uh, so <laughs> they've actually released their uh, financial numbers for July through September. And for that three month period, Activision Blizzard made $1.2 billion from microtransactions uh, from their in-game net bookings is what they call it. Uh, this is uh, this is from a GameSpot article. This is a dramatic 69% improvement over the same period last year when they only made $709 million from the in-game net bookings. Uh, microtransactions are a very big business, for obviously, for Activision Blizzard. Uh, for the latest reporting period, Activision Blizzard made $1.95 billion in revenue from all of its business combined. So the $1.2 billion figure from just the microtransactions represent more than half of the company's total revenue, which we've mentioned before like Steam or Valve and also uh, just even like Fortnite, even Epic with Fortnite, like all of these games make millions of dollars just in cosmetics or just in-game purchases, which is insane. It doesn't make sense. These people that are going to like raise the price of some games to $70. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. But wait, there's more Blizzard news. That's right. BlizzCon, like any of the rest of the conventions that have been affected by COVID-19, is going to be going digital and free. Because uh, like most of the conventions, it was when it was physical, a pay event. So we'll be going free now. Uh, they'll be doing a number of things between their March of Murlocs, uh, Fireside Chat videos, uh a whole bunch of announcements on their games. I'm sure they're going to have Warcraft announcements along with everything else. And everybody's eagerly anticipating Diablo 4, waiting for it to finally show up. Will they tell us? Only Blizzard knows. So we'll find out on February 19th to 20th, 2021. Awesome. So the last thing we got today is... Xbox Game Pass members, uh, we already mentioned before that EA Play was going to be a part of the Xbox Game Pass coming forward. Uh, they announced today that you'd be able to preload the EA Pass games ahead of time before the November 10th launch. The, the games that are available uh, on the platform, as we said before, this is not the full-blown EA Play, so you're not going to be able to play every single game in the EA category. This is the, the, the low-level EA Play subscription, essentially, that's going to be included. 
Um, but those games include uh, Need for Speed Heat, Madden 20, Battlefield 5, Star Wars Battlefront 2, Spe- uh, Deep Space 3, uh, Dragon's Age Inquisition, uh, Plants vs. Zombies, Battle for Neighborhoodville, Anthem, uh, Rocket Arena, and Slim, uh, Sims 4. So if, uh, if you do have that and you're interested in playing some of those games, you can go ahead and preload those games now. So by November 10th, you'll be ready to rock and roll, jump right in, play the games that you want. So with that, that uh, brings us to the end of our shorts. And uh, yeah, we're going to go into our emails, which we don't have. So always, if you have something you want to talk to us about, send us an email. Uh, we would love to talk about it on the show. Even if uh, it's something you just want to submit. If you, you think there's an article or something that even you wanted maybe us to talk about a little bit more and just see what we think about the subject. Uh, that's totally fine. Uh, you can be completely anonymous if you want to. If you don't want to, that's also fine. Uh, but again, that email is goa at sasgaming.com, which is uh, down, I can't even do it, down there uh, if you need to. Uh, goa at sasgaming.com, so S-A-S-S gaming.com. And uh, we'd love to read those and then feature those in our show as well. <laughs> So uh, that's what got our attention today. If you're listening to the podcast, I said before, you know, we're we we do interact with our viewers on the Twitch stream when we do this live. Uh, We'd love to talk to you and have some questions during the show. Uh, So feel free to join us there. But if you can't catch us live, uh, you can listen to the podcast, which you're doing now. Or you can go to YouTube and our YouTube channel to uh, to check those out, those videos and see what kind of like what we're doing. We also put some visuals up to kind of see some of the gameplay we're talking about when you have like featured videos and such like those are up there as well. So. That's, uh, that's what got our attention. So uh, if you want to follow me, I'm Zycia, XYCIA, uh, or XYCIA Gaming at on Twitter. Uh, I, I am, I mentioned last week, I am going to be doing one more Shocktober, kind of like a, an encore tomorrow, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's, which I'm not really looking forward to. I haven't looked up much of this game. I know it was scary. I never did play it before, and apparently it's scary. So uh, the crowd, the viewers have decided that's the game. Uh, but if you didn't catch that from last week, I did raise over $600 uh, by the help of you guys out there for Able Gamers uh, Charity to help those kids that are in need uh, with disabilities that want to play video games. So super cool. I really appreciate that. Hopefully in the future, we'll do some more of that. And uh, that's what I got. So Brian, go ahead and tell them uh, your deets as well. Yeah, I'm Phoenix Nova. That's P-H-O-E-N-N-I-X underscore Nova on Twitch. Remove the underscore for Twitter and you're good to go. Sweet. Ooh. And I'm Dimirn, D-Y-M-Y-R-N Gaming. Um, so that's where you can find me, and I'm just at D-Y-M-Y-R-N on Twitch. So um, stream a little infrequently, but it's going to be picking up soon, so if you want to tune in, by all means, do so. Yeah, he's really good at Among Us, so I would suggest watching him if you see him anytime, but also <laughs> with Among Us. So that is, uh, that is what I say. Psycho uh, killer. Ultimately... Yeah. <laughs> Ultimately, until next week, that's all we got. You know, be kind to each other, love each other. We'll talk to you soon. Be safe, wear a mask, all that fun stuff. Uh, obviously, you can't vote because votes are already done. But yeah, we'll talk about Couldn't it. Couldn't vote to begin. All right, all right, whatever. <laughs> all right. Peace Y'all out. Y'all take care. Dude. See ya. Peace Later. out.